Okay, and here we go. Oh, what happened? I moved the mic. I knocked the mic right in the middle of your starting. Take take two. What does that remind you of? And here we go. Okay, everyone, this is BCR, otherwise known as Bar Crawl Radio, number 26. And today's show, we're going to be talking about bullying. Right. And that's, that's going to come later. In fact, as usual, we've already recorded it. Yeah, we have. That's and, true. And, and there, there's a big surprise that happens. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And, and so let's not say anything we're more. We're not going to say what the surprise no. is, but it, it'll come up in about eight or nine minutes. You know, it's that time of year, sweetie. Yes. When I, I get kind of depressed. Oh. I know it's an old topic. But you really haven't been depressed no, this year. I, no, I haven't. But I started thinking about what time of year it was. And, uh-huh. and, then, and then I looked. And then, and then what I did was I looked at this thing. It's, uh, I have it here. It's the New York Review of Books. Oh, I'd like to see that. The holiday issue. No, you don't. You don't want to see it. It's Why? depressing. Why is it depressing? I, I find it because. They're reviewing books. Well, well one thing, it's huge. Well, How they got yeah, this thing I in the mailbox, that. I have no That's idea. That's expensive, too, to, to yeah. create. A lot, a, lot, a lot of color here. and it's like, it's like one foot by a foot and a half. Is it the New York Times? No. Uh, it's just New York State? We, we, we have an author here. Is this put out by the New York Times, Mr. Paul Rubin? He's shaking his head, yes. It is. It is. Yeah, he's, sharing, he's sharing a mile back here. and Maybe I can ask whether he, he gets kind of disturbed Go this ahead. time of year. Ask but him. just this just this right yeah, okay. So so Mr. Paul Rubin, are you disturbed at this time of year? Are you disturbing? Yes, I'm a little disturbed this time of year. And why I is am. that? Well, because you brought up the New York Review of Books and <laughs> I'm not in it. Uh, That's right. You you just published a book. Yes, but it did uh, get reviewed. It got, it got, reviewed it got very really well. great reviews and, and we're going through it and reading it. And it's great short stories. And the name of it is Terms of Engagement, Stories of the Father and Son. By Mr. Paul Rubin. Paul Allen Rubin. That's right. You have to buy Terms of Engagement by Paul Allen Rubin. But I I was just saying that I I have this and I got it. And it's like it is not only does it not have Paul Allen Rubin's book in here. Yes. But it has everyone else's book in here except his. Well, I'm it's, sure there are I'm there are hundreds sure. and hundreds of books. But they're they're all but there are thousands of books. And it's depressing published. because I'm not going to live long enough. Paul to just read shot these. himself in the head. I'm not going to. I'll read Paul Allen Rubin's Oh, because book, it's a lot of, of engagement. books. It's enormous amount it's of books. Too many books to read. Right. So I mean, it then, if only it, we were retired. I, I I'm getting tired just looking at this thing mm. and holding it up and. And it's like, I, I got to get through it. And okay, and so, your point so is? My, my point is, is that there is so much to know and so uh, little time to know yeah, it. Yeah. And it's like, I'll never get through that. I mean, I just was looking at a couple of things. Like, for instance, I was reading here an article about Joseph Zbatsky. Paul, do you know Joseph Zabsky? No, no one knows it. It turns out this guy is a genius. Really? He, he, he did a whole thing on Proust. He was an artist. He was... Uh, but it wouldn't really count unless you'd read Proust in the first place. I've read Proust. Yes, have you? Paul Allen Rubin, you've read Proust? A yeah, little. Yeah, a yeah. little bit, a little shaky there, but... No, you know. I have not. Uh, all right, but anyway, he, the guy's a genius. He was in the Soviet prison because he was a Polish guy. Uh-huh. And, I mean, I learned all this because I read the article. One of about, you know, 40 articles that are in there, which uh-huh. I'll never get to. And it's depressing. So he was in the Soviet gulag. And he kind of recreated Proust out of his head and gave lectures to the other Polish prisoners. Sounds there. amazing. So there's just there's just so much out there, and there's so it's so very little depressing. Time, you and know. you know, I'm thinking that the only time, like I just said, that we would, you know, have time to sit and read books, I, I it occurs to me is that maybe when we're retired, but that's when you know the dementia starts setting, mm-hmm. and so you won't mm-hmm. understand what you're reading. Mm-hmm. So it's really depressing. Sweetheart, right. I, I, I read this piece. Uh, I don't remember. It was Paul something something. Yeah. yeah. Sperms of contagion. I, I can't quite remember the name of it. And, uh, but it was really good, I think. Who are you, by the way? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Paul shot himself in the head again. This is a very depressing element. It is. It is very depressing. I think we should have gone with my topic. We're at Vino Laventino, 
This is where we started. Yes. This is where we started Bar Crawl Radio. Our first, our first Bar Crawl Radio was Vino here. Laventino's on West 90, 94th Street, right uh -huh. off Broadway. Right off Broadway. And it's a nice little small place. Mediterranean. It is it's cozy. You don't say small. There's quite a few tables in here. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's cozy. It, it's really beautifully decorated. There's a lovely chandelier. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. The food's good. Yeah. The drinks are good. And we're going to have a little food and later. The conversation is depressing. Paul Allen Rubin and I are having a Malbec, and you're having your... Tito's and Tonic. Tito's and Tonic, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, and, we s and we started here. Yeah. <laughs> that's that was, so that's what you brought? That's all I got. That's what you brought? Are you serious? That's, that's all I that got. That is really sad. I know. How many, how many minutes do we have so far? I mean, that was like two minutes. And if I were I someone listening to our show, <laughs> I would just have changed the channel. Well, I'm, I'm even more depressed now. Me too. I'm yeah. like, it's getting exponentially depressing. Paul, do you have anything to say? We, we, we need to kind of fill in this. Uh, come on, come up with an idea here. <sighs> reading you, you, you can reading books, All right, Paul. Here, here, here okay. he goes. Paul, help Paul us Alan out. Rubin. Help us out. Terms of engagement. You're as young as you feel. Age right. isn't everything. <laughs> Sperm <Okay>. count is. <laughs> <laughs> but that goes with if age. If I had to do it all over again fill in the blank. You would have been born later? I would have been born much later. Much later. <laughs> so that Much, much later. Yeah, so you'd be young now, right? I think, therefore I blank. All right, all right, all right. That's <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> that was ridiculous. He, I think dementia has kind of, uh, kind of uh, what's the word? It's already dementia, set in. Dementia. Oh, yeah. It's begun. It's already, it's already it's begun. begun. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think if I were born again, I'd, I'd want to be born as a woman. How about that? Me too. Because you seem you always seem very happy. I am happy. Yeah. It's but it's masking the deep depression. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm. Let, let, let me read this poem here. Do you have to? <laughs> <laughs> no, really? No, really. Seriously, you don't have to read no, a no, poem. No, no, no. It starts this way. Oh my God. War song. <laughs> you want something depressing? This poem is totally depressing. It's about death. I mean, death is not an upbeat discussion thing, right? I don't know. It's looking a little happy right now. Yeah. Okay. War song, 1937. Beckett got stabbed by pliant spear of a stranger one Paris night. Just missed the lungs. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? He, lean warrior, spent two weeks in hospital, descended upon by all the Joyces, James, Nora, Lucia, and some Beckett's mother, brother, Alan, that's the sound Suzanne. of unsubscribing. Yeah. There's a little sound. I could hear it very okay. faintly. Okay. Unsubscribe, unsubscribe. And it, uh, it gets right. And, unsubscribe. It's, and it's in this foot by foot and a half New York book, <gasps> New York Review of Books. I'm going to take a nap. Holiday issue. I'm just going to take a nap, okay? All right. Fine. All right. Yeah, read your oh, poem. Paul okay, Paul's going to read poem. his poem. Four lines, okay. It's the end of December. I don't count anymore. I don't count the years. I don't count the months, but I do count the days. I count the days until the next end of December. And I won't be able to count the days anymore, nor will I care. Nor will I want to care. You know, that was good. That was good. listen, this puts me in the mood. Yeah. The mood to talk about... I mean, I think we should go back. Uh -huh. You were so critical of my idea of talking about going, growing old and everything. Uh -huh. I think that was much happier. That was a much happier topic. Growing old? Growing old, yeah. All the things that happen to you as you grow old. Oh, your thing about urination. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Like you, you, you feel like you want to pee and, and things are growing on we you. We did that show already. This, 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 this show, this show, this show, I this know, one. I know, but I'm just thinking, I'm trying to save it. I'm trying to save this. I really am you can't. trying to save it. When something's going in the dumper, you just go with it. You go with it. You just go right into the dumper all the way as far as you can. And then that's it. Okay. This reminds me of a poem. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Okay. Your poem. Okay. This little stool is... <laughs> This little stool is mine. <laughs> I use it all the time. <laughs> to reach Wait, the are you talking about stool? Excuse me. First is urine Excuse and then me? it's stool? You're interrupting me. Oh, sorry. Me. Okay. All right. Wait, uh, let, me, let me start again. Can I have my voice, please? Please. Okay. Go ahead. 
This little stool is mine. I use it all the time to reach the things I couldn't and lots of things I shouldn't. Ding! <laughs> I used it. That's it. We'll, we'll just... Going back to my childhood. I'm going to have a second childhood. You go ahead and grow old and read the about Proust and read the, all those and books Beckett. in the New York Review and, and, and war song poems. I am going to go through a second childhood, I think, instead. Right. Okay, well, this is no. Bar Crawl Radio number... Um, Whatever. 26, yeah. and uh, we're going to be talking about bullying. And, okay. Uh, yeah, it's kind of really exciting. Death. <laughs> it's actually hilarious. <laughs> Okay, well, we, we, we crawled over here to Gephardt's on West 72nd Street. Oh, I just oh, moved the mic. Out of breath. Oh, my second. God. I gotta, yeah. I gotta move the mic. And um, as soon as we got here, Matt Gephardt, who was the owner of, of Gephardt's Uptown and, and I guess Midtown, he said he and, had some definitely he said some great food specials. Mm-hmm. And one looks really good, and I would get it for dinner tonight, but we decided we're going to have tacos instead. Oh, we don't have to have tacos. Well, he... I it's, think we should have that. He's, he's got this small menu under food specials. That's what I want to do. I want to get that. And the menu? No. I have the menu. It's right I here. I saw what's on the menu. All right. So he has, um, he has these food specials, Matt Gephardt, and he asked us just to mention it. Uh, they have a new thing called beer fried chicken, and it's Yum. buttermilk fried chicken served with a honey sriracha sauce, including macaroni and cheese on the side. Yeah. He said, make sure to tell everybody that it's fried in imperial stout, Brewed with chocolate and coffee, oh aged in maple syrup, Ooh. bourbon barrels. So it's a Founders Imperial Stout. Okay, that's dinner. And that it's beer fried chicken. It comes with, geez, it comes with macaroni and cheese. Uh, what could be better than that? The only thing is, it's not going to be available when we're posting this. I'm starving. You mean tonight? <laughs> it's not available now. It's available now, but right it won't now. be available when oh, this yeah, show but, is you know, posted. That's okay. People should come in and see all these specialty right. menus. You know that. They, well, they have another one, every, which is always there. It's the grilled what, cheese week? du jour. Oh. Grilled cheese du jour, and tomato bacon grilled cheese on buttered Texas toast, served with chips and a pickle. That's my go-to food, grilled pickle. cheese. Mm. And if you have sub fries, mm. it's $3 extra. So the beer fried chicken, 16 bucks. Grilled cheese du jour is 12 So that's uh, that's our ad for, Yum. for Get Parts. Get Parts on West 72nd Street. We should make a song. Across the street from the mortuary. The mortuary. Eat and then die. <laughs> I don't know if that works, but no, I don't know. We'll find, I think you got to cut that one. We'll out. find find some find some music for that. All right. Yeah, that's right. So I'm I'm drinking right now. Yeah, but um, we didn't get our guests. Would you? What would you like? Yeah. Actually, I would love just some water. I've been water? running okay. all around the you city. Got it. You got I'll it. be right back. When when you uh, rudely walked away to yeah. get our guests some some water. Some water, now, yes. You were going to tell us what you're drinking here. Oh yes. <laughs> Well, that's the only way I do walk away, is rudely. It's oh. <laughs> just the way I do it. But you look so pretty walking away. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, my fault. No, no, That's no, Dr. No. Q. We're going to introduce her no, in a second. No, no, no. I'm having... What am I having? What am I drinking? Yeah. What do you think I'm drinking? Uh, Tito and tonic. Tito and tonic. Right. The illiterate drink. The illiterate drink? Tito and tonic. Yes, a lot of tetas in Oh, alliterative. Alliterative. Not illiterate. You might become illiterate after you drink it. But well, maybe I've been drinking too much of my drink. I'm drinking Meltdown. It's from Six Points, Brooklyn. It's a double IPA. Oh, wow. Yeah, from, so it's from the Six wow. Points um, Brewery in Brooklyn. What does that mean, a double IPA? I don't know, but it's really good. What does IPA stand for? IPA. <laughs> IPA? Yeah, everyone knows that. IPA. Oh, okay. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Uh, okay, okay, uh, not that important. But um, in order for the next few minutes of Barcore Radio number 26 to make any sense, I have to explain something. So um, a few months ago, we got a call from a guy named Sabi Khan uh, from uh, West Yorkshire, England. And Sabi is a PR person, and he wanted us to interview... DJ King Assassin. Uh, we didn't know who he was, but um, they were holding an anti-bullying event in the city. So we set up uh, a recording to be made with the King Assassin and Dr. Syra Qureshi. He's an expert in high school bullying 
who you'll you'll meet really soon. But King Assassin did not show up. And just as we were getting ready to start the introduction, we got a call from West Yorkshire. Um, yeah, so I think that's really all you need to know in order for us to uh, continue. So again, here we go. We do, we do have five minutes. You that was hear just my PR. She was just saying, have you found the venue? Because I was like, I can't find the place. What? She was just calling go. saying, is everything okay? And blah, blah, blah. I said, I'm so here. So we, we still don't know if, if the DJ is here. I have no clue because I actually haven't spoken to him um, yeah. per se. We have messages, a group message, but it's been super crazy busy. So I haven't actually had a chance to speak with um, Craig or DJ Assassin. Do I call him DJ King Assassin or DJ Assassin or Craig? You know, I didn't even know that he's called DJ Assassin. Chrissy was like, I'm trying to get hold of DJ Assassin. I'm like, who? <laughs> yeah. He said, you're lead actor. I'm like, that's King Assassin. <laughs> so yeah. DJ Assassin. King Assassin. I have been introduced to him as Craig Venables, DJ King Assassin. So I thought he would be here or whatever. I thought, I said, I'm going to turn up regardless. Okay. Well, we're, <laughs> right. we're, we're here and we'll talk well, about... Well, should we just uh, thank you. wait a little bit and see? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could do the intro. It's it's just what, that the intro will change it? if he's not here. Well, we yeah. said three, and it's about three minutes to three. My watch is a little slow. Um, if he's not here in about five, six minutes, then you um, might we can, want to. We can wait, yeah. we can yeah. wait 10, 15 minutes. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. no that, worries. That's, that's fine. No um, worries. If it's just me, then you can obviously just shorten the interview. Mind you, I, I can talk well, for I think a it's good an, hour. It's, you know, It's <laughs> an interesting topic. Shall we do the intro? Just get it, get it out of the way? Of course. All right, all right. Uh, we, uh, we, we, we this just looks like a somebody, maybe. Is that him? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. He looks, he looks uh, awesome. Yeah, he looks... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I saw a picture of him in, on the doesn't look internet. Like, doesn't look like... I hope so. Well, we'll you see. Have you ever met him? No. Cyra? Oh, okay. I All mean, right. we have had a group chat, but because he's in L.A. and I'm here, yes, no, yes, I haven't yes, met yes. him. No, not coming not. up. It's clearly we're the we're the radio show here. We're gonna be like going looking at every man who looks similar to him. Is that him? Is that, <laughs> is that him? <laughs> is that Craig DJ Assassin? I was expecting the ringlets. So um, I'm gonna start with the script here. Go ahead. This is Bar Crawl Radio number 26. Becky and I and our guests. Uh, this is Bar Crawl Radio number 26. Becky and I and our guests. Mm-hmm. Do the whole thing. I need to have two versions here. Go ahead. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> Take your time. Uh, this is Bar Crawl Radio number 26. Becky and I and our guests are sitting on the porch here at Gephardt's Beer Culture Bar on West 72nd Street, number two. This is Bar Crawl Radio number 26. Becky and I and our guest is sitting... Well, we're still off. Yeah, we still off. are. Yeah. Becky and I and our guest... I love it when he messes up because I'm usually the one who messes <laughs> really? up. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right. I'm, You'll I'm see. I'm making it up. You'll see. Yeah. Becky and I and our guest are sitting on the porch here at Gephardt's Beer Culture Bar on West 72nd Street. That's, that's your cue. Okay, see? I'm sorry, I got lost. <laughs> Across the street from the mortuary, down the block from Papaya Hot Dog, and Trader Joe's. And we have a very special show for you. Today, we're talking about bullying with DJ King Assassin, or Craig uh, Venable. Craig... Wait. Venables? Craig Venegas Alvarado. Oh, Venegas. Oh, sorry. Vene- Craig. 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 So it's okay, you, can, you, can, you can correct us. It's really okay. Actually, I think I'm, I made him. I think I'm the one who told you incorrectly. It must be Craig Venegas. Venegas Alvarado. Yes. Right. Today we're talking about bullying with DJ King Assassin, uh, otherwise known as Craig Venegas Alvarado, and Dr. Syra Qureshi. They got together to produce a special edition of the DJ King Assassin show, and this time, they're going to be featuring an action against bullying presented at the West End Lounge on 107th Street. And we're talking with DJ King Assassin and Dr. Qureshi the day before the performance. Dr. Syra Qureshi, otherwise known as Dr. Q, is the founder and president of Action Against Bullying, an organization that trains teachers and guidance counselors, supports parents, young people, and the community. Dr. Q investigates bullying from both psychological and socioeconomic perspectives. She has consulted in the field of bullying and bias-based bullying for over a decade. And DJ King Assassin, Craig Venegas Alvarado, grew up in the California Bay Area and has been a major influence on the West Coast hip-hop culture. He gained recognition when, along with rapper Cocaine, uh, Jerry Buddy Long, who is from the other coast, from the Bronx, produced several records for Tupac Shakur. He has engineered over 30 titles for Universal Records, EMI, and Def Jam, 
For several years, he received the DJ of the Year at the West Coast Hip Hop Awards. Just two other points. He holds the Guinness Book World Record for recording the longest hip-hop song. Yeah. I think State of Energy? We'll play it at the end of this show. Okay. Goes oh, State of Emergency. State hours. of Emergency. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and as an elementary school teacher, so I think I could just wait. Yeah, I think we have, we have to wait for him. Because for that one, yeah. it, it so it was just about then that we got a long-distance call from Sabi Khan in Yorkshire, England. Oh, and if you're busy, I can pull you back later anyway. No, 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 no. Let's, um, let's, let's talk. Uh, what's what's going on? Yeah, basically, yeah, King of Suffering, he apparently had like a minor heart attack, you know what I mean, and we destroyed it. No. Really? Uh, oh, my goodness. Finished, yeah, well, we just had this today. I'm just trying to ring around and uh, trying to see what we could do. But the venue that we're going to be doing it at John's place. John's, like, you know, he said most likely we're going to postpone it until March, April next year. Oh, my goodness. Because of the so how, how how is so he's still in LA at this point? He's still in LA, yeah, he's still in LA. Um, so I'm here trying to run around. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, like I I'm meant to be organizing an interfaith uh, tomorrow morning, like Hanukkah ceremony tomorrow uh, in Manchester. Oh wow! Okay. And now this this situation has come up, and now I'm just trying to cancel everything, and just handle the situation. Well, you how? know, like the club itself. Uh, are you in the club right now? Uh, well, we're we're in uh, Gephardt's right now, and we're recording. In fact, I'm recording what you're saying now. If that's all right. Um, yeah, I mean, no, we we we. No uh, I mean, our thoughts are with them. I mean, I was yeah, how really is he? looking forward to meeting the man. We had this, you know, situation sorted out, and you know, he just told us the last minute oh. that you know, um, you know, like we you know we can't make it, and you know, I'm trying to pick up John from the venue. We don't know responding back. But I think most likely it's going to be postponed till next uh, March, April time now. Okay. Uh, and and you know, like you just came, or it's like a big bucket bombshell because mm. we had the New York Post, we had uh, Time Out New York, we had all these media channels waiting for him, uh, and he hasn't attended not in a single uh, interview yet. You know. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, like even with the Yonkers Radio, uh, they were expecting to get interviewed on. Uh, and now the situation has gone so pear-shaped. And I mean, um, like me being the media consultant, I'm running around trying to pull everything together. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, it's just like a big, big, massive shockwave for us. You know, yeah, uh, Becky was yeah, asking, how is DJ King Assassin? How's he doing? Yeah, well, what it is, like, I haven't spoke to him physically. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to ring him up, but he's not picking up and messaging, like, for past three, four days, because... He had his hotel booked over just over the bridge in George Washington anyway. Yeah. Uh, and everything was sorted out. And the pressure on me on this event was, for the past two weeks, was a very big pressure. I bet. But John was asking me, you know, because, you know, like, I'm working with John on longer projects anyway, and John goes, Fabi, nothing's happening with this guy. He's not responding back to my calls. And right. what's and going on? And, you know, like... That's John at the West uh, End Lounge. John Forsman. Yeah, the West End Lounge, yeah. Right. Look, um, we're, we're, we're going to follow through and we're going to interview uh, Dr. K, uh, Dr. Dr. Q. Q. Okay. Uh, and okay. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have that and we'll push it out on, on uh, iTunes, on uh, Bar Crawl Radio. And then, you know, okay. you'll reform and, and um, hopefully in March or whenever you get this together and when, uh, when yeah. uh, Craig I'll it be feels over better. In March, John. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll be over in uh, March, April time. I'll, I'll definitely need to come over anyway. Good. Uh, so you know, like then, you know, like I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to like, uh, you know, postpone everything now. I'm just under like damage limitation. You know, I mean, like it was John who had to do like, you know, saying that we're going to do a judgment call. Sorry, Jennifer, back at the office, uh, the Western Lounge. She goes that we have to do a judgment call, but we can't go ahead with them with if, if uh, King is up and not there. We yep. have to just uh, make sure. Yeah, this must be a really sh- real shock for you. We're talking with uh, Sabi Khan of Sabi Khan Media, who um, works out of London and uh, supported by Goodfellas Events. Uh, we're really sorry this has happened. We're, we're going to uh, push ahead with Dr. Q, and thank you very much for sharing that information with us. And if you do speak with Craig Benegas, um Alvarados. Alvarado, uh, um, DJ King Assassin, please tell him that our thoughts are with him and that we really look forward to meeting him in, in March or whenever he gets over here to the East Coast. Yeah, and, and get better. Yeah. 
Okay, thank you very much. Oh, 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 yeah, I hope you have a great interview. You know what I mean? I'm uh, sure we will. I, I have to do yeah, I have to go to some the damage limitation right now. Okay, there uh, you go. I have to ring around musicians and just, uh, you know, tell them what's going on. I, I can hear the... It's been a lot of extreme pressure. Yeah, I can hear the disappointment in your voice, but, you know, um, life happens. Yeah, no problems. Uh, yeah, no worries. Okay, okay. Yeah, you got a, yeah, you have a great uh, afternoon. Thank for, you. Uh, over in the website, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up in March, April next year. Thank you. Thank Dr. You. Q, do you have anything to say to Sabi? Um, I don't envy his position. Um... Oh, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's crazy he's, busy. He's I know he's got a lot on. It's it's very stressful yes. and it's 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 a huge blow. I, I'm still trying to process it. To it be must honest. be disappointing for you too. Well, yes, because it is the very first event for action against bullying of this kind, and uh, you know, if it's a heart attack, there's nothing you can do. No. How long have you no. been working on this event? Oh God, it's months. <laughs> wow. It's uh, the concept started. And you just learned about, about it just now. Uh, pretty much, I had a little inclination about a couple of hours ago. I wasn't sure because I was, I said I was coming to the city, whatever. There was some. It started off. We don't know where. I can't find DJ King Assassin. I'm like, okay, what? I thought, why is he here? Whatever. Then uh, then I had a few appointments and I just got here. And then I couldn't get hold of Sabi or John for the last two, three hours. So right. I really wasn't sure what was going on. Well, right. So well, so maybe we'll do this again. But right now we're sure. here. We're Absolutely. in that part. Thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. We're, 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 we're mm -hmm. sitting here. Um, you are a person who is dedicated to stopping bullying. And I thought mm -hmm. maybe we could start with the question, what is bullying? I mean, I did my, actually, my, my, my PhD was looking into high school bullying and racism. So that's, I completed in the UK. And you put bullying and racism together. Yes, I did, uh, because um, it was just, it was an area gap in the literature when I was doing my PhD. And I actually utilized my methodology through going, doing interviews in schools. Mostly uh, any studies on bullying is through surveys, or so more quantitative basis. I did qualitative basis. And this was in London. Uh, it was actually in Newcastle, the northeast of England. Okay, That's where England. I'm from. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm, my background is sociology and criminology. So this is why I decided to merge the two concepts of bullying and racism together, and hence racist bullying. Getting back to the question about what is bullying, it really is a, a systematic abuse of power. Uh, usually it's a more long-term basis, whether it goes on for a few days, a few weeks, a few months, years. But it can also be... Um, it can be an issue of one-off incidents. It's all about having the intention to harm. Now, when you're talking about cases, statistics, um, there are no real um, huge t statistics. It all depends. Are you looking at cyberbullying? Are you looking at schools? Are you looking at bullying in workplace pl uh, areas? Right. Are you looking at bullying within the relationships, domestic violence, uh, the state of bullying? It's, it actually is on the rise. The, the, uh, there are more problems uh, workplace bullying than in schools because of the lack of support, but it's the nature of bullying and how it actually takes place differs between um, the different areas, different environments, different ages, different genders. And how I um, decided to uh, address bullying and racist bullying, you know, in the high schools in England, I got into three schools and I was looking at the, the social and economic environment as well as the psychological factors. Because my background is sociology and criminology, and I actually attained the PhD through the findings when I was interviewing young people through group interviews and individual interviews. When it came to looking at victims of racist bullying, because of various issues from discrimination, their own stereotype, their own miscommunication, they tend to see victims of uh, racist bullying as they're justified. Right. So, I mean, that in itself is it's, it's huge. My, I converted my thesis into a book. I've got two uh, uh, publications. It's almost 400 pages long. And I the mean, name of the huge. book? And the name of my books, um, well, the two editions, are School Bullying and Racist Bullying, What Are We Missing? And they're available on Amazon as well as Ex Libris. So let me understand this. Sure. Racist bullying, in mm -hmm. other words, the bullier blames the victim. Uh, I spoke with a number of, uh, probably about up to 200 uh, young people between the ages of 11 to 15 um, in the different schools. Uh, the, they tend to see the victims of uh, racism and racist bullying as being justified because of whether they're they're asylum seekers. There's also this whole concept that they're here, they're taking first place in housing, jobs, schools. It's all they're that really illegally, illegally. Yeah. You know, it's all that uh, misperception. So it's more born right. out Therefore, of frustration. We have, the, we have yes. the right to bully them. Right. They 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 why why are they here? And you know, Islamophobia is also that was that that came slightly into my book because you know. 
Islamophobia has been a concept in England that's been out since 2005-2006. 9-11 changed everything. What about sexual assault as a form of bullying? Well, or, or, I mean, we can yeah. throw another thing, like office-based harassment yes, as absolutely. bullying. Or, uh -huh. mm -hmm. or um, LGBT as bullying. We, sure. I, mm -hmm. I found one in Denver, a boy nine killed himself <laughs> after being bullied at school. Yeah. Um, a couple of days ago, what, mm. what about kind of uh, religious bullying? Like um, just a couple of days ago, just nearby, a 16-year-old Jewish boy yeah. was brutally attacked by a gang of older teens. Mm -hmm. And they're not calling it a hate crime, but it sure sounds like a hate crime. It probably is hate crime. Again, it goes back to the definition. It's about intention to harm. Right. right. This is something that I do have some, you know, I've had uh, disputes with some of the acad uh, academics in bullying in this country. who say, oh, no, that's sexual harassment. It's not bullying. Or this is, you know, this is like, just like, you know, it's teasing. It's not bullying. And then I said, well, if you are looking at what is happening, why it's happening, and if you're looking at intention, I look at bullying as a big umbrella and it has lots of different strokes. Right, right. So yes, it can come under bullying. And especially at the workplace, it's absolutely alarming the amount of workplace bullying that actually goes on. Right. From people, I, I mean, I have had so many individuals reach out to me on my, on my Facebook on Action Against Bullying, telling me their story, probably more in workplace bullying than parents of young people. So it is... Um, it's an abuse of power. It's, 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 so yes. someone in power... It's an abuse of power, yes. And it can be, you know, you know, staff abusing, you know, the seniority as well. But ultimately, it is a systematic abuse of power. And it's for in the workplace, it really depends on, you know, trying to undermine the individual, trying to pull them down, trying to, you know, it, it's, a, it's a particular target. And it's done in very, very, indis you know, discreet ways. Ultimately, if you have the intention to go and harm the particular individual, then yeah, it is bullying. Dr. Q, sure. Mm -hmm. can you explain your unique approach to this issue um, from both psychological mm -hmm. and socioeconomic perspectives? Yes. Well, the psychological perspectives really is looking into the, to what's going on inside the perpetrator's mind. It doesn't take into uh, account what is going on around them. When you're looking from the social economic environment, that is looking into, um, you know, what is the area? Is it an, um, from where the, the perpetrator and the bystanders, the victims are? Is, is it a, an affluent area, middle class? Is it a, a you know, more of a working class area? It, it, it takes everything in because what I discovered from my research, and even when I've been in schools um, to the type of nature of bullying, it all depends how young people interact with each other, depends on so much on their social and economic environment. And I guess in those neighborhoods where there is yes. um, different mm -hmm. um, groups of people, different yes. ethnicities, mm -hmm. that and and you know perhaps the socioeconomic factors yes. there mm -hmm. that might contribute to the kind of bullying that we saw of yes. that young man, uh, the young Jewish Absolutely. man. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So the environment, the community is going to change the type of bullying, the extent of the bullying. The environment and the community, it's I would say, it's what either stops the bullying or actually allows it to continue. Mm. When you look into research that discusses the bullying from a psychological perspective, it really is just like a, a one base. It's looking more about the the impact the, on, on, the, on the victim as well as on the bully, it doesn't really address what is going on around them. How the environment impacts the theory of why bullying happens, which is the hardest part. I mean, my research took me six and a half years to mm. get it completely done. Wow. It and I, and I imagine you're, you're not done yet. I'm sure there are questions out there that are... There are always questions. There are always uh, um, people wanting to know things. There are always new, um, I would say, I would say bullying evolves, especially on the cyberbullying. But ultimately, I would say a lot of the background roots, the, um, the reasonings-wise, they pretty much have remained the same. I wanted to ask, and I wanted sure. to kind of pull back a little bit and make this mm. a little more personal. Sure. Because bullying is personal. Of course. It's personal both on the mm. bullying side and the person who is bullied. Yes. Becky and I have been bullied. Yeah, um, me too. Okay, and I wanted to talk about that and kind of like sure. lay, lay it out there. And when I was in junior high school, I remember one of my, you know, most unfond memories yeah. is, is, you know, being separated by, by what I, I, I called them um, Mutt and Jeff. It was a tall guy and right. a little guy. <laughs> okay. And it's like they kept calling me out. Um, you know, and, and I remember one, one time they said, we'll see you out by the bus. We're going to wait for you. And it's like the whole day was like I was messed up that whole day waiting for them to come out yeah. to the bus. Mm -hmm. I stood there by the bus, and I was ready to take my beating. Really? Right. Mm -hmm. And I was saying, bus, please leave, please leave. Because yeah. I knew if the bus left, I had to get on the bus. Yeah. They never showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but they, 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 were, they were bullying me throughout 
throughout my whole time in, in, in you high were school. A, you, you were an easy target. It was, yeah. a, it was something that was enjoyable for them. It was entertaining for them. And th these concepts have not changed. Um, probably growing up, I know when I was at primary school, I was, there was me and one girl uh, because of just being different. Uh, for me, it was more my ethnicity. We were targeted throughout our primary school career, but the word bullying had never entered the equation. This is something that's just come to school since young people have started to commit suicide. Now they've actually thought, okay, there is a problem that's going on right. here. Ultimately, because um, you probably didn't tell anybody, you probably try to keep a lot of issues to yourself. No, I was ashamed of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you think there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Rather than trying to get the support, yes. And as a result, you know, they have... They're Never talk they, to parents about it. Yeah, this is this is where the things have changed and where um, you know there's been so much more awareness. There needs to be a lot more, especially schools in America. But because it is legislation, especially you know in in the UK across Europe, you know schools have to have you know even part of the curriculum. And this is something that I really agree with that we should have over here in schools in America. Have it as part. You know, you have maths and English and science. You know, friendship, bullying prevention, you know, part of the curriculum. Stop it before it actually starts. Yeah. This is a problem we've had to suffer. It's, it's. I would say a lot of it shapes how we are. We've not understood. You felt ashamed. I grew up thinking, you know, there's something wrong with me. I'm different. So we've actually grown up and it's been like a, a norm that this is how it is and how we're being taught. Can't do anything about it. Can't it's do anything. Well, yes. There. And... I mean, if, and if it's name-calling, you say to parents or teachers, oh, you know, you know, what's, it, what's that saying? You know, names don't hurt. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, yeah. which is a but load of do. baloney. Of course right. it hurts. And right. it's, it's a more the indiscreet bullying, you know, the social exclusion, things which go on even till now. And, you know, these those two boys who are bullying you, they probably have carried on with that behavior throughout the whole life and even may have ended in jail or they might be, you know, abusing their wives, whatever. That kind the of negative time, persona. For the longest time, I imagine them, yeah. you know... Yeah. Doing like you know, being very unhappy. But absolutely. <laughs> but you know, I I mean, I remember you know from 35 plus years ago, I found two girls who bullied me relentlessly in primary school. One became a doctor, one became a high school teacher. Oh, there and you go. I was mad. I said, "How can she become a high school teacher?" Oh wow! You know, so she's now like she, she's bullying her <laughs> students, probably. <laughs> well, well, I don't know, but. You know, those, and you know, a friend of mine who was at school, she said, Sarah, just let it go, let it go. But yeah. it's hard to let something go. Because when you've been in that depth of pain for so long and it's hindered you from progressing in whatever field, me doing the PhD research, it wasn't through my own experiences, I kind of fell into it. I actually. So it wasn't your it wasn't your experiences that led you to this. No, to be honest, Anna, Alan, I had blocked so much out. I did get a lot of racial taunts from kids at other schools during lunch times, and back in the eighties, early nineties, they there wasn't much awareness about different religious cultures. It was like you know, I don't know if you, the word "packy" is a very derogatory terminology used in the UK, and it's like "packy," just go back to where you came from. Right. I had that a lot. I'm like, I was born in England. Where am I gonna go? <laughs> <laughs> About yeah. different religions, Islam, it's very different. Everybody is so aware of all the different religions and the derogatories, even to the different cultural sects in Islam. It's, it's very much a well-known uh, phenomena, well-known um, you know, uh, knowledge up and down in schools in the UK. So I was targeted and bullied a lot through being different. But when I actually was doing my research, um, I was more accepted because, hey, I'm British-born. But a lot of the anger, frustration, fear of the unknown and the real racial prejudice compared to racism was targeted towards the, um, the immigrant community. And it's not necessarily just the Middle Eastern, South Asian. You know, England has a lot of Eastern Europeans as well. And I would say fundamentally why Brexit actually even happened as well. So I think it's pretty clear. And I think of it's course, the same. Yeah. I really think it's the same in America too. Absolutely. Why it happened? Well, I mean, term that, you know, from the, the government down here and how shaping how people think and how they voted, I would say that's political bullying. Right. Like it seems like we're in an environment right now. I know I don't want to get political, but we're oh, in yes. a <laughs> Me neither. environment now <laughs> in which, which the very highest office You know is, what, Alan? I've been on Sabi's show two to three times, and he's, he's a real sort of activist and forward writing in, against racism. And we get on the topic of, of, of politics of bullying, and then the owner comes in like, this is a beauty show. We've got to keep it calm. And two <laughs> or three times we've had a, like the anti-Trump. It's yeah. so bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You don't, it's, you can, it's we can say what we want. But yeah. Yeah, but it's live, and they have to be very politically correct. And it's so funny because the owner just comes and he's like, no, no. no. Because yeah. the two of That's us just funny. get, we get so like really deep That's into it as funny. well. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, we get into it here too. Oh, but gosh, I yes. wanted to I wanted to suggest something. Let's start uh -huh. at the other end. Sure. How does a bully become a bully? Is it from the community, from the parents? Uh, well, a bully, if we are not born bullies. We are not born racist. A lot of it's how we have uh, grown up. A lot of it's how we've been shaped. I would say 99% of bullies are victims of bullies themselves. That's what I've heard too. A lot of it, you know, I, I was working in a primary school when I was writing up. And I was when doing a lot of outreach work with the community police officers uh, in, during the lunch breaks. And um, there was one particular boy who was very disruptive in the group, and I just wanted to slap him. You know, now we can't even touch kids, let alone I remember getting the beatings on my hand, you know, from the, from the mm -hmm. teachers with the ruler. Anyway, a few weeks later, I was finishing up a session from the school, getting on the bus, going back to university. That same kid came on the bus with his parents. And my God, they were rough, and they were pushing him on. I said, get on over the bus. And he was just, like, really meek. And I'm like, whoa. You're different when the parents and you're different characters inside the classroom. When I do work with parents in the community or in schools, I say that there is not one bullying prevention or it's like there's like not one sock fits all. Every different school, environment, community has its own different social illness. And, and this is where the environment comes in. Like, for example, I was in a school in Linden yesterday. I did my very first, um, as a group phys physical fitness and professor, I did my first book against bullying. That's actually part of my third book um, that I published. The major problem in this school is less aggressive, but it's more about miscommunication. You know, it starts off with, you know, the the ignoring and the bitching and the rumor spreading and then the you know miscommunication and then there's arguments then it spirals out of control and then the kids get the teachers involved so i like to say you know ultimately the best way to move forward with anything is really about getting to know one another breaking down the social barriers and the negative stereotypes we are living in America, which is, you know, we are all immigrants. There is not, there is no one who should say one is better than the other. I like that. One community is better than another. And you know, this I'm speaking from my time, my research, growing up, um, you know, in the UK, being, you know, a minority ethnic. And, and, you know, I went to a convent school. Oh. Oh, yes. I was taught by nuns. I mean, I loved I hear, it. I hear Those nuns are, the are kind of bullish. Oh, but the rulers. And, yes. I, and I loved it. I was the only girl of color till the age of 17. Hmm. Isn't the ruler wow. thing kind of bullish? Uh, yes. You have, you know, bullying did happen a lot there. And, you know, I have spoken to academics who research into teachers who bully young kids, which is shocking as well. But I have to say, because there's been so much uh, what you can and can't do that, you know, a simple telling off with a child just doesn't work. In the environment we grew up with is it's not the same now that depth of innocence and you know that you know that discipline looking up and actually respecting the elders it changes what is where things are controlled is when i mean when i was been working in schools and even yesterday i had about 60 kids in the auditorium and i got on well because you know what i treat them like uh, um, like individuals, like human beings, right. like kids, give them respect, learn from them. And I do. I learn through so much. And when I'm in a school, I say, you know, I'm an educator. I've done this. But you know what? You're always learning. I don't know everything. And so this school is about miscommunication. Then I was in a school in the Bronx, and that was a private school. Young people who were not academically achieving well, they're being bullied. They were being bullied. They were being bullied because they weren't, you know, uh, achieving properly academically. And that was a private school. And, and they're being I'm, bullied by other children. By other children. And then I was in a school in Rahway. It's like, you know, and this, there was a lot of aggression there. So much like physical violence. And, you know, it's tough for the school guidance councils. That's what I'm saying. It's a social environment is what determines how a particular right. nature issue happens. So when we talk right, about bullying... Can I say, if I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm a bully. Let's say I'm a bully, okay, uh -huh. right? And it's like I see another another kid mm. who's not doing so well. Yes. What is the impulse in me? Where do I get that impulse to kind of say nasty things to that person and to try to bring them down and make them feel? Oh, is it is it because I'm I don't feel good about myself? Probably. And I I need to put them down so I can mm. rise up. Well. I would have to say, in the, especially in a school environment, bullying is really going to take place when there's two, three boys, girls, whatever, it's a group against the one. So because it's, it's, it's like, like Mutt and Jeff against me. Mutt, Mutt and Jeff, because it's much easier and, uh, you know, you're going to be reinforced, you're going to feel big and cool, you know, and you're entertaining. It's, it's like all called about showboating. It's about being cool. It's about being cool, whether you're a boy or a girl. It's and about it's, being cool. And it starts on the playground when they're... Yeah. It, 
the kids that I teach yes. because I see that kids that are a little awkward, mm-hmm. that are not, they don't have the yes. social skills. Yes. Those are the ones who get picked on. Yes. Anything where you anything you can you can find a difference whether it's a physical feature, or what you're wearing, if you come from a poor background. Or whatever, if there's something that they can target you on, your hair, your accent or something, then bet your bottom dollar they're going to do that unless you can really try and empower yourself and show the confidence and... Uh, Boy, that, but that's hard when, uh, you're, when you're a young kid and of you're course in elementary and this school. Is why, this is why as academics we're saying we need to have bullying prevention as part of the curriculum. Yeah. Exactly. I say to young kids, they're the ones who can take the initiative and actually make the difference. I was at a, at a conference gala last uh, Saturday in the um, LaGuardia Marriott, and uh, this was like so powerful. And you know, we had Congress people, we had people, you know, it was all, mostly targeting about Islamophobia, race, hate, hate crimes, and all these issues. But bullying ultimately comes into it. And again, I had about 50 young people in the room, and I'm saying we need to actually address the youth of today and empower them with all the tools, but working with adults. I said, when you're in a school and college environment, you've got the best platform for support because once you get out there in the workplace, you are on your own. And even to try and get support, I cannot tell you, even at the university, um, there's been a lot of political bullying going on You know, my workplace. Right. Which has resulted oh, in there's, a there's dismissal bu- of staff members. There Alan is can bullying talk to that. in the yeah. academic. I mean, I right. was bullied in my department yeah. by by a full timer, and I'm right. not full time. And he bullied me. Yeah. He accused me of stealing equipment. Wow! In front of the chair. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I felt totally bullied. I, I'm old enough, so I stood up for myself. Yeah. But if I was, you know, 12. Yes. I would be totally cowed. You would. You'd either react where you would either probably get aggressive or you know you would like be screaming or you would just withdraw into yourself the best way about it is I to just called him on it I said yeah. you know you don't know what you're talking about but it really affected you oh I it, mean, it, it still it, does it, it still you. does you can hear it yes. now absolutely my voice even I I can feel some you know incidents that's, that's happened to me and it may not be being long term but I feel the impact you yes. know and it's it's it's, it's an uh, unfortunately it's due to you know where we don't know one another we have that lack of respect tolerance a uh, lack of understanding of where the other person is coming from. So I try to break it down. I mean, bullying is probably one of the hardest things to deal with in this world. Right. And, you know... Because it feels so you, good to the bully, I guess, in the moment. In the moment. Because you're so for, powerful. For whatever and reason, so and don't forget, you know, jealousy is a big factor for things. You know, even in the workplace, you want you don't want somebody to get ahead. Or if you see the opportunity, you know, it's like one man for its all, you'll run in and grab it and, you know... If you can victimize them, I mean, workplace bullying, as I said, is more of a problem than in schools. And I discovered this when I had my very first conference presentation. I was in uh, Prague, beautiful, beautiful place, country. We got to go to Prague. Oh, oh it's yes. absolutely oh. amazing. Oh, I would recommend it. And this was the, an international global conference of bullying, and it was worldwide. Um, there was only about 25 of us who'd been a unanimous selection out of about maybe four, 500. And... Um, all, all of who presented, we were, were published as well. And right. what I learned is that school bullying, the workplace bullying, was so much more of a problem. I was shocked. In, the, in Prague? No, at this conference, just, at the underst- conference. Uh, just understanding, because i really been focusing on schools, and that's a big oh, enough I area. I, I didn't actually realize how bad of a problem it is in the workplace. So, and now, since I graduated, so I've come back, and I have been branching out, and I'm learning more. I've been researching. I've done a couple of presentations. And I'm understanding that it's more of a problem in the workplace because we don't get as much support. We don't have much legislation. Well, I have a HR question. HR are not, you know, given the well-equipment tools to try and deal with the issue. Well, I have a question yes. in how you address, how you yeah. help the schools. But yes. before we go there, I want to mm. say that we are Bar Crawl Radio. We're recording from the porch at Gephardt's Beer Culture Bar on West 72nd Street. And we are talking with Dr. Syra Kareshi about the problem of bullying. So what does your program, you, you talked just briefly about, yes. you know, that we need to learn about each other. Yes. Um, so what, what, is, what is kind of a first step that you might give to an elementary school, let's say? If I was working in an elementary school, um, I ultimately I do a lot of presentations. I do more interactive activities as opposed to just standing there doing, you know, PowerPoint presentation, you know, or role play. I actually, all of my work is interactive. 
So when I was, um, I haven't done m much work in elementary schools in this country, but more in, in the UK. So I did a variety of um, activities from getting them to, we had big spider diagrams and get them to understand what is bullying and why it happens. Um, a couple, you know, some scenarios. This is something that works well with all ages, a scenario and, you know, the getting to decide what was the right answer for them. And then even through to drawing pictures of what something means to them. And, you know, getting them to understand that it's actually really cool to be different. Yes. So it's, That's for me, big. It's, I try to keep things as simple as possible because I think building up trust and respect it's, and breaking down on these, all these negative barriers, it's, it's, it's complex enough. So when at an elementary level, when young kids can actually... Um, understand that their be how they are treating someone is actually not good it's not cool and you know and what it's making how the other person is feeling how the other person is feeling that it's not the right thing to do and right. try to get them to um, understand you know on a more restorative basis and holistic we do a, a lot of work you know in that uh, in that area instead of just uh, having them suspended from school or for, for example you try to restore that student. to restore I mean yes you do need an, an immediate uh, sanction something in place but temporarily, but you know, it all depends on the on the nature of the bullying. If if it's something that can be done through mediation, you know, bring the, the kids' parents in. You have the teacher. A lot of times that can, that can work. Sometimes you may need to put the child in a, in an, another school which deals with antisocial behaviour, or a lot of times it is ultimate suspension. Or you can have the holistic approach where you are dealing with a perpetrator and, and try to understand why they are um, acting in such a particular way. And so to maybe rehabilitate. Rehabilitate. So my book, actually, it, it advocates for a variety of preventative measures, not just one. Right. And even when you're looking into the theory of bullying, the theory of racism, there's not just one. And so, you know, I have, I, I do list a variety of theories and I do show the limitations, but where they, where they can merge. So ultimately... What makes Action Against Bullying different from other organizations is that we take the psychological and the socioeconomic and, and the social environment and merge that together to give it a more broader bullying prevention. Right. So, so, so we, we've been talking about bullying prevention with Dr. Yes. Saira Qureshi, Dr. Mm -hmm. Q, and I thought maybe we could finish our conversation with some ideas. And we've already been kind of talking about that. Okay. But, but my question is aiming towards what can we... What can we do practically as individuals, as parents, mm. as teachers? I understand sure. you have your programs, mm. and you go in and you, you help people. Yes. But what kind of advice can you, can you give us? And mm. can you tell us about your organization, Action Against Bullying? Okay. I mean, what is it? How did it get started? What are its goals? Mm. Um, and are, are your goals being reached it's, I would say they are, be, they are evolving slightly. Uh, well, first of all, with as parents, um, you do really need to be totally clued on into what's going on in your child's life. Just communication, really having that open communication dialogue with your child at all times. Not trying to force information out, but just trying to understand you know, their mindset and just understand that their schools are what it's like. It's their entire world what goes on, whether they, you may suspect your child might be a victim or actually a bully or even most cases they're, they're bystanders, they're witnesses and, you know, trying to, you know, find out if they are actually trying to deal with it, um, you know, are they speaking to an adult? It's about all about communication. As victims, we always advocate never suffer in silence, don't keep it yourself, it doesn't go away, it's more likely to get worse. Um, and I, this is something that it's of all ages. You know, for any parents of what level, and even even at the workplace, you know, if you are being harassed, being bullied, you don't keep it yourself. You speak to somebody, speak to uh, a friend, speak to HR. What, what, what about what about if you see someone being bullied? Because that yes. seems to be also that would affect a person also to see a oh, bullying well, that happening. That's what happened then. The, the best way, if you feel that you can actually interject, then to try and stop it, then, then go ahead and do so. This Jewish boy that was being beat up by this gang, right? Uh, a Spanish lady, yes, yeah. went out, to, found a broom, and like yes. brandished the broom and got and, and made yeah. them run away. And, they, yeah. and, the, and the bulliers left. They ran the away. They ran away. Well, yes, if you can without putting yourself at risk, then try to do that. You know, research has said that you know all incidents of bullying, you know, they can be stopped within ten seconds. 
by the bystanders, which is why immediately just stop it. Immediately within the first ten seconds. You know what happened. it is. No, you, just, you don't yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. You you because if you try to show that the, the the perpetrator that what they're doing is wrong, and you don't support it, then I can bet your bottom dollar they're not going to continue. Yeah. Right. It right. is about, you know, yes, it's good for the victims to be empowered to stand up to themselves, but we all need the support. We all need the help. Right. Now, with Action Against Bullying, um, it was formed in 2015, but it, it didn't actually get established till 2016. But I've been doing a lot of conference presentations. Um, I've been in, in, up and down in schools, you know, for over a number of years. The best thing is, is workshops. So Hands on, get in there. Get in there, and it's really just doing the training with the teachers and, and with young people. And as because my speciality has also opened up um, as a fitness uh, professor, uh, fitness instructor. I saw that. You're also into fitness. Yes, right. I am. But I've actually been able to merge it with the bullying. And this is something I'm very excited about. And I feel it's something that's different and it will work. I actually was introduced to Bokwa, who the creators from LA. It's taken from a South African background roots. It's the most phenomenal program on the face of the earth. That program, Bokwa Dance, was launched in the UK. This is a program that's about moving in letters and digits. It's sweat the alphabet, draw the digits, and the, it's all to like the latest hip hop, but you know, them becoming more um, authentic with the South African background roots. Wow. I came across the Boca program. You didn't need to be a professional dancer, there was nobody doing it in New Jersey. So I got certified. Oh, <laughs> good for you. And I had realized in the research uh, the theory of uh, group exercise that does work as a deterrent to bullying behavior. That's mm -hmm. amazing. But I just didn't know how to connect the dots. I would say there isn't much research out there. And then because of the structure and the nature of the program of uh, Bokwa, all about moving in letters and digits, as instructors, we actually do the sign language. So it's something that has been you know, introduced in schools. There's so much educational content. I mean, because of my Bokwa programs, we actually had the highest student participation rate in the entire university. That's so great. Because of my That's Boca great. programs. So then last summer, I actually sat down and I took the plunge and I wrote my third book. It's not as academic and rigorous. It's much more my personality, shorter. And using group physical fitness as a deterrent to bullying behavior. And this is one way I want to go forward because whoever I've spoken to, they said there's something that works. So... Action Against Bullying has kind of sort of evolved. Yes, I will do the more, um, you know, traditional, you know, uh, uh, you know, I would say bullying prevention, whether it's a workshop and things, but I am trying to push forward with this new concept about group physical fitness. And yesterday, I actually did for the first time ever my first book against bullying live, uh, you know, at the, sc the school yesterday. Wow. Um, on the stage, I had about 60 students and who never heard of the, the program before. I just showed a few little steps. I did have an interaction game uh, before that, and then that was the main thing. And you know, I had the music there. I had the technicians, and you know, I had the the mic, and I had cards with the different letters. It just, uh, you know, all different volunteers, and it just worked so well. Even if they didn't understand the concept, the most important thing is that they were very positive. There was no negativity. They were supporting one another. Right. It was positive, and they were like just loving the music. And They're working towards a single goal. Working towards a single goal, but maintaining a social, positive social ethos. And okay. that is what is needed in schools, communities, our own social engagements in the workplace. So this is where Action Against Bullying is moving forward. And so you can see how it works. You have the healthy lifestyle, you have the music, you're losing weight. And ultimately, group fitness is a non-judgmental environment. I asked them questions. I said, how did you feel? They said, great. Tired. I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> if, you're, yeah. if you're tired, you can't, you're not going to want to bully. No. You know what? They were, I mean, they had, the teachers, teachers got them lunch, they had pizza, but they were quiet, but they were buzzing about, then they were doing this, they were shooting the, they said, we did the C, and we were doing the left, and we were doing the fazuli. You know, they were really engaging, and I'm going to hopefully hear more. Thank, thank you, you for being here, and we want to, we really want to thank you um, for it. being thank on Bar Carl Radio mm -hmm. uh, to talk about this important issue of bullying in our country. Thank you so much, thank Dr. You. Q, for telling us about bullying. This is a topic that we need to continue to talk about. Oh, gosh, about. yes. It can go on for hours. And the awareness raised. needs to be yeah. ris uh, um, raised. Know, raised. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the word I'm, I'm looking for. Sure. Next on Bar Crow Radio, we'll be talking with three young professionals, all women, who are making their way in a male-dominated work environment. Um, 
This has been a wonderful program. Yes. And we talk, thank Thanks again, to Dr. Dr. Q. Q for, and we're, again, so sorry we couldn't uh, bring DJ uh, King Assassin. And we do we, hope we wish him our best. Him, him well. We were so looking forward to meeting him. He sounds like a great guy. Thank you. That's thank great. You. Thank Thanks you. again, thank Dr. You. Q. Thank you very much. And babe. That's I think, a wrap. I think that's a wrap, babe. <laughs> I took your line. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Careful the things you say. Children will listen. Careful the things you do, children will see.